Welcome, Sparkler parents, back to the podcast. Today, we are continuing with the book Brain-Based Parenting. We are still in Chapter 2. This is a pretty big chapter that talks about five different parental child systems. And today, we're going to cover the reward system and the child reading system. Let's dive in. So just as a review, the first system we looked at was the parental approach system. And that helps us feel safe and open and engaged with our child. And that leads to this positive feedback loop of when I interact with my child, I have a positive experience and I want to keep doing it. And as an adult, our brains are advanced enough that even if something doesn't go well with our child, we know that things have gone well in the past and that can keep motivating us to keep engaging with our child. But the if we are challenged to the point where things are never going right or we are perceiving that things are not going well with our child, that system can break down or it beca- can become blocked. And another way that we can either enhance our ability to stay connected with our child or detract from it is the parental child reading system. And so that's our ability to notice facial expressions, tones of voice, eye movements, body position, to help alert us to what the child needs and how the child is communicating with us, even if they're not using words, um, and how we pick up on those cues. And so it's a two-way system, obviously. We need to be aware of what the child is doing, and we also have to have a child who is able to use body cues and um, tone of voice well to be able to communicate their needs. So for today, we're talking mainly about how we as a parent are paying attention to our child's nonverbal cues And we can think back to examples of how maybe we notice our child or the tone of their voice or the way they're talking to us and what kind of response or reaction we feel in our bodies. Where does our mind go if we hear our child whining, for example? Does our mind go down the road of, oh, you're so cute? No, probably not. We probably get irritated. Um, I think we could also think about other people's children. If if another person's child was doing that, do we have the same response or different? And personally for me, I can handle a lot of whining, crying, um, what I would consider negative behaviors or negative facial expressions from other people's children, but I actually have a pretty low tolerance for that for my own children. And I think that's curious to think about because what they're saying in this book is that I should actually have a better uh, ability to read my own children's cues, and yet I personally don't. I have, uh, for whatever reason, a decreased ability to pay attention to what my child is telling me that they need in the moment, and I get irritated a lot quicker with my child than I do with somebody else's child. 
So I wonder if anybody in the audience also um, feels the same, but the answer is in the amygdala. How quickly is my amygdala activated with my own child? And why might that be different with my own child compared to other people's children? And most importantly, how do I help dampen that response so that I am not going into this protection or survival mode with my own children when really these are the little ones who need me to be in a receptive parent-child reading um, state so that I can help meet their needs as opposed to put up some sort of block or protection um, now, this might seem strange to talk about this, like if the child is whining or, um, or giving an awful face uh, or posturing their body in a way that is um, perceived as negative, why would I as a parent want to be able to calm my state down? Because the child is feeling uncomfortable and they're asking with their body language to be helped. The child may actually not know how they're presenting themselves in the world. Maybe they have some issues or difficulties with their own um, ability to show their emotions. And I, as the parent, need to really take in everything that's going on and not get stopped by my amygdala trying to protect myself. I need to be the parent in the room and self-regulate me so that I can help self-regulate my child. And so I'm really curious what you guys think about that. Um, do you think that you have a strong parental child rooting system? Or have you noticed that that actually is kind of difficult? They go on to talk about mentalizing and theory of mind and if we don't have a strong ability to really read what our children are telling us with their emotions, body um, postures, facial expressions, tone of voice, if that's difficult for us, our minds start filling in the gaps with um, what we think might be happening. And we either are able to empathize with our child or we go more down a systemizing um, brain and it, it might also mean that in highly stressed out environments this is difficult for us to discern or detect these nonverbal signs from our children and that kind of sets us up for this negativity bias that will continue through our child's life. So um, I guess I'll just pose that question out there for you today and I hope you join us in the Facebook group. How would you assess your own parent rating system of, of your child, um, parental child rating system? And do you feel that this helps you give your child what they need or do you feel that your parental reading system might be a little bit off kilter or might be challenged that makes it actually difficult for you to really see what your child needs at the moment. All right, join me again tomorrow for another episode.